Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Fix. I am Jacob, and joining me, as always, is, is Zane. We actually have some fun stuff to talk about, because the last time we were on the podcast, we hadn't seen the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. That has finally come out, so I think we're just going to hop right into it right there. Zane, we have seen the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. What did you think of the trailer? Uh, so, I actually I really like the trailer. I think it gave us a great um, introduction to the movie. I mean, I'm expecting that to be, um, especially since we only saw like one snippet of Wolverine and the movie is now named Deadpool, um, and Wolverine, which I think that's actually super interesting that that's what they went with. Um, that this is just the very, very brief beginnings of what this movie is going to be. Um, I really enjoyed it. I love the, the TVA aspect of it. Um, I, do you, um, do you think we're going to see anyone from, from the show that we, we know and love? So I've been doing a little bit of digging and one of the interesting things was, is we actually in the trailer did see Mobius, but it was a different version of Mobius. So Mobius, obviously with the different multiverses has some different aliases and things like that. That was Mobius that we saw in the trailer, supposedly from what I could gather. So I do think we're going to see some, or I guess hear some names that we're familiar with. I do not think we are going to see any of the TVA that we are actually familiar with, though. I think we're going to hear some names and stuff like that, but I do not think we are going to actually be seeing... I don't think we're going to see Loki, personally. I don't think we're going to see Sylvie. I don't think we're going to see the Mobius that we are familiar with. I do think we're going to see this universe's version of those, but I don't think we're going to see the ones we actually know. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I also agree with that. Um, I think we're, we're going to see Mobius, uh, but with the way that um, Loki wrapped up, I think they kind of switched how they were gonna their plans for that. Um, and I'm I'm glad I like where our characters left off. Um, it would be cool to see a Hunter B fifteen mm-hmm. um, in it because I feel like that would be appropriate. But I just don't know um, if we will. Now, as far as like Deadpool vibes. It was it was very it was very Deadpool esque trailer, don't you think? Yeah, oh, and I'm super happy about that because obviously Deadpool's rated R it has that more mature audience vibe to it. And when you're integrating something like this into the MCU, there's kind of that worry like, are they actually gonna be integrating the Deadpool that we all know and love, or are they gonna tone him down? He does not seem toned down a bit. If anything, I almost feel like they might push the boundaries just a little bit more to really get across who Deadpool is as a character. So this is definitely the Deadpool we all know and love. Um, I think, obviously, one of the things you mentioned was we just saw a little snippet of Wolverine. I really appreciate them actually not showing us him at all, really, throughout the whole trailer besides that. Because obviously, we know this movie so far has been riddled with leaks and all sorts of things. They did not let that change the trailer that they wanted to put out. I think this is the trailer they wanted to put out. They're not going to be like, oh, people already know Wolverine's in it. Obviously, we know the movie's Deadpool and Wolverine. Obviously, we've seen a lot more pictures of Wolverine than what we got in that trailer. So I really am happy, though, that they're not like, you know what? We're going to show them a little bit, but we're going to wait for you to get more hype for the movie as more trailers come out or maybe until the movie actually comes out before we really see a big part of Wolverine. Yeah, I think I think with all the leaks, um, not showing Wolverine more may have actually been a little bit of mistake from my point of view i think i would have liked to have seen at least as much as we've seen in the leaks like just show us the full costume a shadow is a little bit 
too little. Uh, if his name is in the title, it would be cool to show him um, in full, in my opinion. Um, but I'm not, I'm not upset we didn't. But I do think that that may have been like, since we've seen it already, and like, I'm one who doesn't like spoilers, so I don't go looking for this stuff. And I've seen him in full suit on set, so I think, um, I think he they could have shown a little bit more of him. But I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, and I, I have to say, I bet they are perfectly happy with the trailer that they put out, as it is now the most viewed trailer ever in movie history in the first 24 hours. So. I think they're pretty excited about that. And one thing I wanted to ask you is, we've talked about in the past, do we think this movie is going to be on the level of Spider-Man No Way Home, maybe even in-game Infinity War? This trailer has passed all of those. And I know before you were kind of on the fence about saying it was going to be as big as those movies. Does the trailer having as much success as it has had change your mind on that? Or do you still think it's going to underperform those big, big MCU movies? Um, it's going to be the highest grossing Deadpool film, but it will not perform to in game levels. Okay. Um, I, th- I think it'll be up there. I, I think it's right there with no way home. Um, but I, I just don't think this is going to break it. Um, I think a lot of those numbers are inflated. Um, first off with pulling people from, I mean, it was a Super Bowl trailer, right? So everyone who was watching the Super Bowl saw it and, they didn't see it at the Super Bowl. They had to go watch it online. Mm-hmm. So that's pulling numbers. And then also, you got to think like when Endgame happened, there wasn't so many YouTube personalities. There wasn't so many people talking about it, right? So those people who are talking about it, listening about it, you know, they're watching this thing, you know, 20 times trying to catch as many as little details that they can get so those numbers are also being boosted by the radical fan base so i just don't think those numbers are a good reflection of what the actual um like market value of this movie is see i would agree with that statement and i definitely think these numbers are inflated um one thing the super bowl did that with every movie trailer it seemed like which was so annoying because i just wanted to see some of these trailers but they were making people go click on some stuff. I'm sure that benefited them greatly. But the thing, the reason I kind of disagree with that statement is if it was close, like maybe it had only gotten, you know, a few hundred thousand more, maybe even a couple million more views, I would agree with that. But it kind of blew everything out of the water. I think it had over 13 million more views than those, than the highest, the second highest movie trailer of all time, which I think is No Way Home. I might be wrong. It's either No Way Home or Endgame. It is, it is No Way Home. I think Endgame's like... Yes. Yeah. So it it kind of blew it out of the water, which I with I think thirteen million more views. That's a lot more views, and I get what you're saying about it being a little bit skewed. I do agree to an extent, but I do think it is a little bit of an indication of how big this movie is gonna be, and how big of a character Deadpool really is, and how big of a fan base he truly has nowadays. I mean, you definitely could be right. I personally just don't think. It's still going to beat it. Um, and one thing I will say is this movie is going to have people that aren't necessarily just interested in MCU stuff. I think this movie is going to have a lot of people that just like the comedy and the mature aspect of it. Whereas most of the other MCU movies, people are going to watch them because they just like the MCU. I think this one's going to be a little different because I think more people will just go to watch it because they think it's funny or they like that mature tone. Yeah, man, it's just it's just such a like all 
it cuts into a chunk of tickets when you can't bring your kids to it. I agree with that. I think I I can see that too. I understand kids don't have money, but parents who have kids do. And so like, that's also like most of the MCU fan base are in the age where they have kids. Right. Like I remember watching, walking into guardians of the galaxy volume three, and this family literally was walking in with a uh, eight year old who had a leather jacket on. He had a star Lord mask and two nerf gun star Lord blasters. Mm -hmm. Um, And his name was Quinn uh, or Quill. His name was Quill. Um, And so like they had watched, like they had brought, they had watched that uh, guardians of the galaxy had that kid named after Peter Quill and then brought him to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I was like, man, he was way too young for that movie. Um, but that's well, like, you can feel like you can bring your kid to Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And even though it's too much for someone that young, um, Deadpool, you can't even bring them. Well, I will say, I think you might be giving a little too much credit to a lot of the parenting that we have in America in today's society. I I do think that there's going to be a large amount of kids that don't go and see the movie, but I also think you're gonna you might be a little surprised, you know, how many I think are going to go. I think today's the society we live in, that stuff's kind of just become the norm. So I still think we're probably going to see a lot of kids at this movie. I really hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> I do think, I, I don't know, dude, the society we live in is a lot different than, uh, you know, it's ever been. I think that a lot of that stuff is just kind of just the normal nowadays. So I think if a parent wants to go see it, I think they'd just be willing just to bring their kid. That's just my personal opinion. I do think there's definitely a large number of kids that aren't going to be allowed to go see the movie. So I definitely think that's going to hold true. I think that is definitely going to affect the success of the movie when you're talking about box office numbers, but I do think it's not going to be as monstrous as it probably should be. I think so. Here's, here's one of the reasons I, I kind of just, I don't know if I trust the trailer numbers is Thor love and thunder had like number four all time views, um, which was above the end game trailers. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, Thor love and thunder drastically, underperformed and it still did okay but like i just don't think trailer watches necessarily correlate to how much this movie is going to be seen i just think it just has such there is so much hype behind it and i think everyone's also looking at this movie as while we don't think marvel needs savings because we're still big fans of it there's a huge number of people that i think are relying on this movie to save Marvel for them. So I think that's going to bring a lot of it. We've talked about it in the past. I think the nostalgia of seeing Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is going to pull a lot of people that maybe haven't been watching Marvel regularly and going to the movies that we are going to. I think we're going to see a large amount of those people come back for this. Okay. But I think, like you said, I think it is, it is hard to judge it off of just views of a trailer. Cause at the end of the day, it is just a trailer. I mean, if people watch the trailer multiple times, there's multiple views. I've already watched the trailer quite a few times. So yeah, I think it's interesting, but I do think it is kind of a sign of how successful I personally think the movie is going to be. I've said from the beginning, I think yeah. this movie is going to rival the Avengers movies. So what did I give it? What did I give it? 1% chance or was it 10%? Yes. <laughs> 1% chance. I'm going to stick by that. I'm going to stick by that yeah. 1% chance. Um, I could be wrong. I, it's interesting because Spider-Man is like almost everyone's favorite Marvel hero. 
as right. well as No Way Home did. It is going to be hard, you know, to rival that. But I think this movie's got a lot going for it because you think about, I mean, people grew up with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and all those things. Um, I think that's going to play a huge effect. Like I said, I think they're playing really well with the nostalgia. Um, I think the trailer also showed so little of what's actually going on that it's going to kind of, I think it was a perfect trailer. I think a lot of people are interested in it now because they're wondering what's happening. Obviously we didn't see Wolverine. So people want to know what kind of role he's going to play. And obviously it's going to be a big one if his name is in the title. Um, so I think it really overall though, was probably a perfect trailer for this movie. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely played with that. And you, you said something like a lot of people are relying on this movie to save the MCU. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think they played really heavily on that. And, and my least favorite part of the uh, trailer was the, um, you know, Black calling himself the yeah, savior. Marvel <laughs> Jesus. Um, yes. Which really, you know, I, I really have a big distaste for that. Um, being, you know, a uh, having a relationship with Jesus myself. Um, so I don't like that, but they are playing on the fact that, hey, we... We need some saving. And I'm curious, you know, at the end of Deadpool 2, he went back in time and straightened up his own Fox timelines, you know, executing himself from um, X-Men uh, Origins and doing some other things and setting some stuff right. So I'm curious if that is why he's going to be pulled into the TVA, which would be absolutely awesome, um, is that like he wasn't supposed to do that. And then he gets sent on the path to actually correct it. And, you know, maybe he wipes out Secret Invasion and She-Hulk. And that would be so cool. Yeah, you just thought it was like a Star Wars, you know, fans dream is how can we make something like that happen for episode seven, eight, nine? How can we get those erased from the timeline? But yeah, that could be interesting to see if something like that happens. Um, I'm really excited. I now one thing I know you said is you didn't I believe you said that you don't think there's going to be a ton of cameos in this movie. After seeing this trailer, do you still believe there's going to be? very minimal cameos of other heroes that we know or after seeing the trailer you're like oh maybe they're gonna kind of pull quite a few characters into this movie i think they're gonna pull quite a few characters in i don't mm -hmm. think that it's going to be like the most uh possible Big game ones, possible. maybe i think it's mainly going to be all fox um, and I don't think we're going to see really much of anything else um okay. i think we're going to see um I think there's a good chance we can see uh, like the uh, Daredevil from the Fox universe okay. uh, that was uh, Ben Affleck and Elektra. Um, and then like just anything that they had their hands in, I think it's going to be a you know tribute to the Fox universe. And we'll see cameos from them, but I don't think we're going to see hardly any cameos from um, our universe except for if we don't see um, Photon, I'm going to be absolutely shocked okay uh, if we don't see photon from uh captain marvel 2 that's or the marvels that's gonna mm -hmm. be insane um so it'd be cool to get her uh in this movie um just if it's the same thing like a little snippet at the end whatever um but i, I think we'll see her and i think we'll see a bunch of fox characters but that's it yeah, I think I would almost agree with that. I do think we're going to see some MCU characters. I think they have to do a little bit. Maybe, like you said, you think that we'll see the Mobius that we know and stuff like that. I definitely think some of those are fair game. I would say some bigger names would probably be sticking to 
um, you know, the Fox stuff. Now, I have heard some rumors that some people think we are going to get to see, you know, potentially a Chris Evans and a Robert Downey Jr. cameos just from him being traveling through these timelines and stuff like that. I find that very hard to believe just because I feel like they're kind of done with those characters. Um, but what, what would you think? Do you think we would get even close to someone on those levels? So, uh, n- uh, new footage? No. I think, I mean, clearly we've already seen reused footage of them. Yes. Um, that, from what I've seen, is some people are thinking it will be new footage. I don't know if we're going to see new footage. Um, now, if we do see new footage, I don't think they're going to interact with Deadpool at all. More along okay. the lines of kind of they're we're seeing a new side of something that happened um without any actual interactions so we may see like a stunt double of chris evans like the back of his head or something um in the costume i think that's potential uh while he's like off you know gallivanting around we might see quicksilver that would be really cool that Um, is a very big aaron taylor johnson back yes Um, those woods looked awful familiar like um Age of and that's what I, yes, that's where I'm getting at with a lot of people thinking we're going to get to see, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk. I mean, there's a lot of people that think there's going to be an interaction between them. I just it's going to be weird if they do that, because how have we gone all those Avengers movies and that whole timeline and never even heard them speak of that guy they saw in the woods? You know, so I think they got to be careful with that. But that is exactly what I'm referring to is what people are thinking is that Age of Ultron, you know, those woods there. Well, if they see a guy in the woods, guess what? It's an alternate timeline. It's not ours. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's how time travel works, right? You, If you enter a timeline, you create a branch timeline. So if we didn't see them talk about it, it's no problem. Um, and the way that they've defined time travel and how they've opened up the uh, life tree um, to as many realities as possible has really helped their storytelling ability to not have plot holes like that one. Um, You know, if the TVA was still branching time, you know, um, branching timelines, if they were still uh, pruning timelines, you know, it would be a lot harder um, to not have a gap or to kind of like try to see where the logic stands. Like, how is this Fox universe even available if we're pruning timelines that aren't our own? Mm-hmm. But now that Loki is the god of uh, stories and is telling, is allowing all of these to coexist, um, it makes the writing a lot easier, I'd say. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's going to be interesting, though. Just It's just going to be so... They got to be careful because we've already we've had so many complaints about just seeing too many cameos and too many things like that. Um, So I hope they do it tastefully. I hope it's not just, you know, a cash grab, if that makes sense. I hope it's actually meaningful to a story if we do start seeing cameos. And like you mentioned, I think the Quicksilver one has been a very big one that people are talking about as well, just because of the fact of how big of a role that's played on the Scarlet Witch or Wanda in the MCU, you know, losing her brother, losing Vision and all those things. If there was a way for her to kind of get him back, it'd be interesting to see how that plays on characters down the road, such as Scarlet Witch, who is this very powerful being in the MCU. Yeah. And, and, you know, is she dead? Is she presumed dead? We, we actually don't know. Nope. So, so um, I'm going to say she's not, um, just cause of how, uh, how amazing of a character she is and to lose yeah. an A-lister who wants to continue to play the, I mean, cause she wants to continue playing Scarlet Witch. So like, why yeah. would you lose 
one of your best talents in one of the uh, fan favorite roles. Oh, 100%. It's like if Robert Downey Jr. said he wished he was still playing Iron Man. There's no way Marvel would pass up on that, you know? So, yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. So, after, you know, we talked a little bit about the trailer. Out of a ranking of 10, what would you list this trailer as? I know you said you didn't like that we didn't get to see Wolverine quite as much, but you did like some of the stuff we saw. Where would you rank it on a scale of 10? Um, As far as a scale of 1 to 10, I'm actually going to give this trailer a 7 out of 10. Um, and that's probably a lot lower than most people would say. However, the blasphemy really set, set, set poor with me. I don't like that. And it actually makes me not like, like it takes away excitement from the movie. Um, and then the fact that we didn't see a fully suited Wolverine in this one Mm -hmm. is also a a doc. So two points for, for that aspect of it. And then one point for not seeing out a Wolverine. Other than that, I thought it was great. Now, do you think we will see Wolverine more in, you know, trailer two, trailer three? Because we know Marvel usually releases quite a few trailers. Or do you think they're going to make us wait to go see the movie before we see him, you know, in the actual universe? I don't think there's a chance we don't see him in the next movie. I mean, in the next trailer. Um, His name's in the title. Why would they not? So, like, you know, we saw the back of him and the shadow. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I know we're going to see a lot of Wolverines in this movie, so why not show one of them? Yeah, I I agree. I think, you know, even in the trailer, we saw a couple of them. You know, we saw what is presumed to probably be Patch, um, you know, and I'm interested in that one because it's also rumored that that's not going to be played by Hugh Jackman. That's going to be played by a different Wolverine character or a different actor to kind of start setting up a new Wolverine story down the road. I don't know if you've heard anything about that, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so what would you be your take on something like that? If you know, maybe, maybe this movie is Hugh Jackman's send off as Wolverine. Maybe we get him for a couple more, but they're trying to set up another Wolverine esque character to come and take the reins whenever Hugh Jackman is done. Do you like the idea of kind of introducing another actor for Wolverine in this movie, or do you hope that they do just stick with Hugh Jackman for all the variants of Wolverine? You know, I actually kind of hope that he wouldn't have been back for this one. Okay. Um, and that's that's not, I mean, that's no slight toward him at all. You know, I absolutely love Hugh Jackman. Um, he's top three Marvel characters for me, and, and one of those reasons is because of Hugh Jackman's portrayal. Um but the fact is, just like um, Black Panther, um, I think they should have recasted him. You know, these characters are not the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are these are written characters, own the property of, of Marvel Studios. And even though, like, he does a great job with it, it's, you know, he's only so old. And yeah. he's, I mean, this cannot continue. Like... Uh, the physique that's expected of him, and then just like the pace at which they're going to put out movies, like he can't stay young for long enough. Um, so I, I wish that they would have went ahead and gave it to like Taron Egerton or even Daniel Radcliffe. I like both of those fan castings. Um, Taron Egerton being my preferred choice of those two, mm-hmm. but um, I'm i'm fine with them setting up another wolverine story and actually that's that's what i would prefer um to see one introduced into our in our own mcu timeline so well now that you bring that up that brings another question that i just thought of while you were talking 
The name of the movie is now Deadpool and Wolverine, so we know he is going to be playing a huge role in the movie, which we assumed before, but we didn't know for sure. Are you happy that he is getting such a big role in this movie, or do you wish it was kind of one of those, maybe he's in the movie, kind of similar to how Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in No Way Home? They weren't in it for the whole movie, maybe about halfway through they get introduced. Were you hoping more for that type, or are you excited that he is going to be you know, a big focal point of the entire movie? So I, it's, it's tough. Um, and I think it's tough because Deadpool is so much different than, uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a wholesome character. Spider-Man is going through trials and growing. Um, and you know, he's going to see character development and as Deadpool, we really never see character development from him. It's more just, he is who he is and that's who he's going to be. And we're just seeing the stories that he's doing and that's fine. I, I like seeing those stories. However, um, I really enjoyed Spider-Man No Way Home, or, or yeah, No Way Home, because it lets uh, uh, Tom Holland develop as a Spider-Man. It gave okay. him character-building moments. We saw him at the end of his um, origin trilogy and really take on that light without being overshadowed by the nostalgia aspect. Um, I don't think we have any of that here. Um, Ryan Reynolds doesn't have to be overshadowed by anyone. He's on the same footing, if not a higher footing, uh, than Hugh Jackman. Um, Hugh Jackman doesn't need any extra limelight. He doesn't need a solo introduction. He's fine to play aside, uh, a, you know, buddy cop. Let's go say the multiverse, uh, introduction into this grand MCU. Um, so I actually, I have no issue with him being in the title or in the movie. I think it's a smart choice. Um, and probably the final time we're going to get to see, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman as these iconic characters. So I'm really excited that it's not just a cameo and that it is a full on, Hey, we're in this together. So, Another interesting topic you bring up. You think this is the last time we're going to see Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? Uh, I don't think this is the last time we see Ryan Reynolds, but I do okay. think this is the last time we see Hugh Jackman. Okay. Until maybe I, Secret Wars. Okay, so you do think he will be back for a future project. It'll just be a while. Uh, yeah, and who knows what a while is. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly don't know what Bob Iger's going to do. Um, you know, we we keep saying that Kevin Feige is in control, but he's not. It's Bob Iger now. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if you're not getting paid, you lose the ability to do what you want. And Kevin Feige currently is not making the money that he was, so his his reins are getting pulled back. So, you know, his creativity and the path that he was wanting to go with some of these characters is also going to be cut back. So, mm-hmm. who knows if that's maybe you know maybe. Maybe five movies from now, we see Hugh Jackman again. I don't know. Okay. I think Secret Wars, uh, Whenever whatever they decide to do with that timeline is the next time we'll see him. And that's if, he, again, Hugh Jackman, what is he, 62? He is a lot older than I realized. <laughs> I don't know the exact number, but I saw it not too long ago, and I was I was kind of shocked. I was like, that's crazy that he's actually that old. Because to be honest, I don't think he really looks it. I do think he still portrays, you know, 40, 50 year old guy. Um, but yeah, he's, I think he is 50, in his 60s. He's, he's 55. So he's okay. a little younger than yeah, I thought. That's he was. What I, thought. I mean, 55 and, and putting on the physique, you know, I'm, I'm not over here saying, you know, 55 is old as dirt. 55 is just incredibly hard to hold a physique the way that he's 
he's you know an action hero is supposed to um especially one to the caliber of wolverine and the one that he now um like mandates himself to be in the shape that he is you know at the start of like x-men one and x2 like you know he was just like this average looking dude um and then by the time x-men origins came out dude he he was about as roided out as you could be um so i I just think the expectation for physique is so strong now that he can't possibly continue this for much longer well especially if we know secret wars is not right around the corner we still got a few years before that time comes so it is going to be interesting i do agree with what you a lot of what you said about hopefully whoever they do cast you know, as maybe playing a potential variant of Wolverine that might get their own story down the road. I do think that is probably the best route for them to go if they do want to retain some of these big name characters that we all know and love, but they actually want to be able to have a story with them. Because like you said, you can't really keep relying on people like Hugh Jackman or Robert Downey Jr. and all those guys because they're getting older and they don't always want to continue to do the Marvel stuff. They want to do some new things and stuff like that. So if you do want to be able to keep these characters that everyone loves, the ones that people are going to the movie theaters to watch, you're going to have to recast them at some point. And I think it would be kind of cool to almost see Hugh Jackson kind of passing the mantle on to maybe it is a Daniel Radcliffe in this movie. And we kind of get to see them interact two variants of Wolverine and we get to see them come to terms with, you know, their different people. It would be a cool thing, I think, to see that happen. Um, Do I think that's going to happen? I really don't know. Um, It'll be interesting to see what Marvel wants to do. Um, However, I think, you know, we went down that whole rabbit hole because you had some good things that you said after you gave your review. I think my rating for the trailer was a 9 out of 10. Really liked it. It didn't show me stuff that I didn't want to see, so I was happy about that. It kept me thinking. They had some cool Easter eggs in there. Um, I haven't watched any breakdowns, but I've seen some stuff here and there that I think is really exciting and some cool stuff that could come from it if they wanted to go down those routes. Um, But I think it was a really good trailer. It was funny. Um, Did a lot of good stuff, so I am excited for that. Um, But we talked a lot about Deadpool and Wolverine. We had some really big, some people might even argue bigger news than the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer um, for Marvel this past week, and that was finally we saw the announcement of the cast for the Fantastic Four. I'm going to run down the list real quick. We have Pedro Pascal playing Mr. Fantastic. We have Vanessa Kirby playing uh, Miss Invisible. Um, we have Joseph Quinn playing Human Torch, and then we have Eben Moss, I think his last name is, the way you pronounce it is Bakrik, maybe, um, as The Thing. I think it's a really great cast. How did you feel about the cast? Um, I So, I think we talked about my feelings of Pedro Pascal, so yeah. I'm not going to reiterate that too much. Um, I love Vanessa Kirby in this role. I think mm-hmm. that's... I think that's the best casting out of the out of the four. I think Vanessa Kirby is the best casting uh, portrayal for those. Um, Joseph Quinn, I think he's going to be okay. Um, I I'm excited to see his acting chops. I just haven't seen him in enough um, to know his range, um, and I don't think Eddie Munson is exactly what I want to see as Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, I think he can do it. I think he's going to do a fine job. I'm just not, I'm not overly amped about it. Um, as I know, some people are like super excited. I think you're really excited about that casting, aren't you? Yeah, I think, I think it's a really, really good casting personally. Yeah, I think uh, Dacker Mon- Montgomery, if, especially for going Stranger Things, I think he is a significantly better Johnny Storm um, than Joseph Quinn. 
Well, in, we're talking about Stranger Things. Obviously, he was playing a role, so I try not to compare, you know, a role that he played in another show or something like that to what this role will be. What I try to base it off of is just how did they do acting-wise in whatever role I've seen them in previously. I think he does a phenomenal job in Stranger Things as Eddie Munson, so I think I'm, an, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt right now that I think he's just going to translate well to being able to change that type of role because I think he's just a good actor overall. But like you said, I have not ever seen him in anything else, which I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen him in. So like you said, his range is definitely something you can question because we just simply don't know. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that other people would have seen him in is like uh, Les Miserables. Um, and then um, uh, like apparently he's in one episode of Game of Thrones, probably as an extra. I'm looking okay. at, his, at his list. Uh, I, got, I popped on there beforehand to kind of see where everybody had been. Um, so I'm fine with that casting. I'm not, I'm not upset with it. I just don't see it as amazing. Okay. Um, and then the interesting, the um, it, how did, uh, Moss, well, the only one I actually know how to say, Evan. Is it Evan? Yeah, Evan. Yeah, Evan. Even Moss, Moss Bockrick or Evan. something like. I can't pronounce uh, that last name. Yeah, we're not even gonna try. Uh, <laughs> the the thing I find the most interesting about him. Um, is that he's already in the MCU? Yes, <laughs> he is. So, um, so it's like a little bit of double don't... dipping here. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, he's a David Lieberman in uh, season one of The Punisher. Um, and he is absolutely fantastic in that show. Um, he's in Andor. He does amazing in Andor. I yes. really, really like it. Um. So two people from the uh, the TV side of Star Wars are entering the this. Uh, the Bear is one of the best series on TV, apparently. I haven't seen it. Um, I have not either. But he's apparently incredible in that. So, like, I think he's awesome. And as long as you can, like, kind of be that tough, gritty guy, um, I think he's going to kill the thing. Um, so... I kind of would have liked to have had a deeper voice um, for the thing, uh, you mm -hmm. know, clobbering time. He just doesn't seem like somebody who can really belt that out. But hey, uh, I've been wrong before, and I'll continue to be wrong again. Uh, but I'm excited <laughs> to see what he does with it um, because he is phenomenal as an actor. Um, he was uh, you know, one of the other things I've seen him in is he was John Quincy Adams in the John Quincy or in the John Adams show. Uh -huh. on uh amazon prime and that was actually really good he did a great job as john adams so um or yeah he was john quincy adams he was his uh i'm, I'm rethinking it now yeah he was his son uh, which is crazy to think he was that young um well in that show you know, you made a good point. You know, we want someone for the thing. You kind of do want something that's a little greedy and stuff like that. I think Andor is a really great comparison for that because his character in Andor was a very gritty kind of guy um, trying to just get jobs done and stuff like that, get paid and get out. Um, I think, like I said, I really like the casting. Um, Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic. There are some others out there that I kind of would have liked to see maybe a little bit more. But I will say he has become one of my favorite actors overall. I think everything he's in, he's really, really good in. So I think yeah. he is going to translate well to the Fantastic Four. Um, and I'm, like I said, very happy with the cast. I, I agree with what you said. The best casted person out of all of them is Vanessa Kirby. I think she looks like Sue Storm. I, I think it's perfect. 
um, casting for her. I do really like the Joseph Quinn one. I think it's just a great casting. Uh, so I'm very excited about it. Um, we really haven't seen a whole lot more about it, but one thing that we do know is the movie is supposed to be set during the 60s. What do you think about that? Do you like that, or do you wish it was going to be a more modern take on the Fantastic Four? And obviously with the time travel and stuff, they can kind of do whatever they want. But as of right now, it seems like the movie is going to be play- taking place in the 60s. Um, I don't even know what to think of that. I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, it's really tough to introduce these characters who haven't been around um, and es- bring them established into this universe. Um, and so I, I don't know. I kind of would have rather them not have been around during these other times, no matter what they are. Like Retroactively shoving them into this world seems tough. But also, like, starting them from now also seems tough because if this team just shows up out of nowhere and none of the Avengers, like, even, like, you know, lift a finger at some of the stuff that's going on, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, they can't fight a world threat without the Avengers at least showing up and it not making sense, right? So Yes, 100%. I understand that aspect of it, but I don't love it being in the 60s. Um, Is it an alternate universe? Is it the same one we know? Um, And they are maybe in like like the Cancerverse, or maybe they're put into, you know, maybe this plays into um, the Void. Maybe the Void gets pulled Mm -hmm. into this, and then we get to see the... um, Oh, what is the the Thunderbolts, right? Yes. So maybe maybe the Thunderbolts find them in the void, and then it enters like that's how they got lost. I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm speculating way off topic. Um, do I like the '60s? No. Am I okay with it? Yes. Well, you said I think exactly what you said. I was literally going to say that is my running theory as well. I think they are going to be set in the same universe we're in. They're just going to get lost. And someone's going to have to go find them. They're going to come back and be like, well, what in the world happened? What did we miss? Um, so I think that is exactly what's going to happen with this one. Um, I'm interested about the 60s stuff. There's actually a line in um, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness where whenever Mr. Fantastic comes out and he says he's part of the Fantastic Four, he says something about, didn't you guys chart back in the 60s? So it kind of sounds like they've had this thing going on for a while, that that's when they planned on having them be introduced. Um, so I at least like that they've kind of been thinking about it, and it's not just something they're just throwing out there. Um, so I think that might have been a little Easter egg back then that we just had no idea about. One thing I'm interested to see is, we all know the Fantastic Four. I would say the majority of people know who they are, especially MCU fans, obviously. And Marvel, in the past, has not been afraid to make these characters and not really give them an origin, not show them how they got their powers. I mean, we saw that with Tom Holland and his Spider-Man. He's just kind of Spider-Man. Do you think that we're going to get the Fantastic Four like that, where they're just the Fantastic Four? We don't see that whole process of them getting their powers? Or do you think this is going to be a full origin story for them? I don't think we're going to see an origin story, and I really hope we don't um, see it. Too many times have we seen an origin story of these guys. It's the Fantastic Four. We know their powers. Um, You know, some people know how they got them. You know, it can change. It doesn't matter how they got them. We don't care how they got them. We want them to be used. We want to see them in action. We want to see them as a team. We want to see them develop. Um, So I kind of 
I, I don't really want to see an origin story. I hope they don't do one. Um, however, um, speaking back to your uh, 1960s Doctor Strange that you guys chart in the 60s, um, the, the Fantastic Four is actually a band from the 60s from Detroit, also known as Sweet James. Um, okay, so maybe that was the... <laughs> so I think I think that's just flexing Dr. Strange's musical knowledge. Okay, um, because, which we you know, see later on in the movie. <laughs> well, we see later on in the movie, and then also in, in Dr. Strange 1, you know, he's always doing the, the song challenges in the operating room. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows when everything was released, what record it was. So I think that was honestly just a poke fun at the Fantastic Four because there was a okay. band there and uh then also to display his amazing knowledge of of uh songs. Um so maybe it's just a sweet coincidence, but um either way it works. Yeah. Well I didn't know that so that's interesting to hear. Um I'm excited for it though. I like I said like the cast. I do hope they don't have an origin story as well because I think a lot of that stuff can really be kind of summed up in five minutes. Show us a little flashback and go on with it. We don't need, you know, half of a movie dedicated to them figuring out their powers, figuring out how to use them. Cause that stuff drives me insane nowadays. Now, if it's a character, we don't know a brand new character. Sure. You show us the origin story. Cause that's valuable, but we're, we're so, you know, really anything can be figured out in a couple of minutes nowadays by Google searching it or by doing a five minute flashback in the movie. I think that's perfectly fine. So I hope that's all they do. I hope we just get right into it. Show us a little flashback and let's move on with it. Because I would like to just see where the story goes and watch them be the Fantastic Four rather than figuring out how to be the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I I think that's a great take. Yeah, so hopefully that's what we get. But anyway, we do finally have the cast. Some really fun Marvel news. Um, But you know, getting out of the Marvel Universe a little bit, Getting into probably, I think, arguably one of our favorite things to talk about, and that is Invincible. We finally saw season 2.5's trailer. I am absolutely stoked for this. I think it's got so much potential. Um, I love the trailer. Zane, tell me what you thought about the trailer for Invincible. Dude, the trailer for Invincible 2 was uh, Invincible Season 2 Part 2 is absolutely amazing. Um, it is. I could not. I'm so excited for it. Um, it showed plenty. It, I mean, I, I mean, maybe it showed. If there's anything that's wrong with it, it's maybe it showed too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I personally don't think so. I think it was absolutely great. Um, I think we have an amazing whirlwind of a show coming at us. I am a little worried <laughs> about Invincible and how how he's going to do. Um, but I, I think I think it's going to be four episodes of absolute mayhem, and it is going to be incredible. I'm right there with you. I think they I, I can understand that. Like I kind of started to think that I thought the trailer was really long and showed a lot for just going to be half of a season. Um, I kind of wish it would have been maybe only a minute long because I believe it was like almost two and a half, maybe three minutes long is a longer trailer for half of a season of a show that we're going to get to see. But man, did it get me excited for it as if I wasn't excited enough for Invincible. It just kind of really is like, all right, this is one of the best shows on television. If you're not watching it, what are you doing? you got to be watching this show, especially if you're a comic book fan. You love superheroes and all that stuff. It just has has it all. Um, I think this is going to be a really good season. seems like they're setting up some really great things for season three because obviously we're going to get a season three of this show. It's just one of the biggest hits on TV. 
I love everything about it. I think we're finally going to get back to exploring some of that multiverse stuff that we saw just a little bit of in season two. But I also am really excited just to see what's going on with Omni-Man and Mark. And they have all these things that are happening where, you know, Mark is expected to be going back to Earth now and, you know, taking the reins of what his dad was supposed to be doing. We're seeing Omni-Man in prison, you know, being called weak because he was able just because one person was able to shift his whole mindset. It's got such it's got all the makings of what a great show could be. Um, I, I just think there's so much fun and so much exciting stuff for this season. Um, and it is if it wasn't my, one of my most anticipated things for the year, it instantly has shot up, you know, right up there to number one is something I'm so excited for. Um, and I know that you had said that it's probably one of your most excited things this year. Um, it's just got so much good stuff in it. Yeah. And oh, man, it's going to be a, uh, it is going to be a ride. Um, it is. Cause there's so many plot threads going on. You know, we have the guardians with, um, you know, we obviously saw some lizardly action. We see how is Mark going to get back to Earth? Is he going to be able to navigate? We all we saw your favorite character, Alan. Is yeah. that baby? Is that a clone? Is that Alan? Uh, why is he fighting immortal? Um, then you know we get to see uh, maybe a glimpse of evil Mark at the end. Who died? Um, do you have a speculation of who died? Um, Man, who's I, I've been yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about it too. I, I like what you said, and maybe it was Cecil. Um, I, I don't know who else it could be to really just, you know, demand that many people show up to that funeral. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be kind of an important character. Um, you know, everyone's there. We see Adam, Eve, we see Mark, we see it's they're all there. So it is going to be so interesting. If they was kill Rex Cecil, there? was Rex uh, there? I'm not, and he did have a lot of lines in the trailer. Um, you know, for really a really sidelined character, he definitely could be on that chopping slot. I don't remember for sure if he was on there, um, which, you know, that would obviously have a big, big impact for Adam Eve because they used to be a couple. Um, uh, dude, it's just there's so much fun stuff to be thinking about with this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think maybe I'm leaning towards Cecil, but. I don't remember if Rex was there, and that would definitely be probably my number two now that you said that. And I hadn't even thought about him being it. Yeah. I mean, clearly it's someone on the Guardians or close to the Guardians. It's not close to Mark. Um, it's what my feeling is. I thought maybe mm -hmm. it was his mom at first, but then I was like, why would all the Guardians be there? Um, you, don't, you don't do that for uh, – you keep somebody's secret identity, so you wouldn't have everyone there. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see uh what we get, um, who it is, how they died. We have the multiverse uh issues coming alive. I'm sure we'll get to see more of that in season two. Um, just a whole bunch of underlying threads that are happening. Um Anesia, we gotta see a sneak peek of her in the trailer. Yes. Uh yes. which uh if you know, you know. Um so that's going to be a topic. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not looking the, forward to the, the, the podcast after that episode. Oh, <laughs> it's got to be touched I, on though. And We're gonna have to... We might not even see, I mean, who knows what they do? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't read the comics, so I don't know how, how close they're sticking to it, what they're doing. Um, so, but man, interesting. It's, dude. Oh, such it's a good trailer. Yeah, it's got all the makings of it. It, it really sets the tone for it's going to be a big deal. Obviously, it's shaping up the future of the show. 
and I just, man, I was not happy about the midseason split. I'm still not happy about them stopping midway through season two. But if we do, if it does pay off, it, you know, I'll be okay with it because take your time, get it right, and that definitely seems what they're doing. So, so I told I somebody, just, I told somebody, the midseason split, I hate it, absolutely hate it. It's terrible. However, if we get a midseason split with spring season uh, part two, and we get a winter uh, season three in the same mm-hmm. year, yeah. I'm perfectly fine with it. I could be okay with that too. If it's two years until season three, I'm really upset. But um, if they're pushing out a season a year, I'm super happy with that. However, um, man, a season break is just really dumb if you're working two more years on the next season. Well, and we do know Robert Kirkman had made a comment that he does want a season every year. So I don't know. You said, you know, you made a good point. Did they do this half season split just so they could say that they had a season in 2024? I sure hope not. I hope that that just meant, you know, if we're still going to get a full season in 2024 at the end of the year or something like that. Um, or even if they do the same thing every year, you know, we start a year off with like the second half of a season and then the end of the year is the first half of the next season. Then we get another mid season. I would be okay with that too. Um, but if, like you said, if it is another two year break or something like that, I would not be happy about that, especially making us wait these few months when we could have at least already watched everything and been speculating on what's coming. That would really kind of be a little bit of a shot in the back. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. Cause it was April, 2021 when the last, when season one ended. And so I, this, I, this I'm not sure. Three, three years later. Yeah. It's been a while. So you know, hopefully that's not the case, but I think we're definitely in for a real treat. Um, and, you know, we got some really fun stuff coming up. We've had a lot of podcasts in the past where we've been trying to figure out some interesting topics to talk about. I don't think we're going to have a have a problem coming up anytime soon in the future because we oh, do man. have Invincible Season 2. We have the Bad Batch Season 3 coming out, which I've seen some people that have got um, to watch the first eight episodes and they are saying it could potentially be the best animated Star Wars we've ever gotten, which is absolutely awesome to hear. Um, so we have that, we know we have the avatar series coming up, which is something we've been talking about. We're going to try and watch. Um, and I'm sure there's things I'm forgetting right now because we just, we have a very busy slate coming up, Man. which I'm excited about because it has been kind of boring lately. <laughs> Man, three episodes of the bad badge drop, uh, yep. Wednesday. Yes, it is Wednesday. What? I mean, we are <laughs> we are right there. So that's crazy. Yep, and I think it's going to be another sixteen episode season. And the cool thing about this it is fifteen. Is fifteen. Um, so another fifteen episode season. And the cool thing about it is, is we know how the best parts of these animated shows is when we get into an actual arc because there is usually so much filler. From what I've seen looking at the um, list, because they've already given us a full list of when every episode is coming out and the titles of all of those episodes, it does look like every time we get into an arc, we're getting both or three episodes of that entire arc. So they're not making us wait for the next week to see how the arc finishes. It looks like they're really going to cater to the audience and be like, here's this whole arc all at once. I believe that's how season three is going to start. I think that's why instead of giving us two episodes, they are giving us a full three is because that's going to wrap up. However, this story, the first part of this season arc takes place. It seems like they're going to keep that going throughout the rest of the year. And I am absolutely stoked about that. Man, you're going to eat, man. This is, uh, this is awesome. It's perfect. 
it's perfect. So um, I'm super excited. But there might be, like I said, there might even be some stuff I'm forgetting about. But we do have a lot of great things going on, um, and I'm just I'm just so excited. Um, is there one thing that you are looking forward to more than anything else that we have coming out? Um, from this point, uh, I guess I guess it's Deadpool. I guess I'm yeah. just really excited for that. Um, but man. There's something about those weekly Invincible releases that I just yeah <laughs> they hit different. Um, it's just something about you know you work all day and you finally get home and you're like all right, finally time to relax. Let's watch this episode and they never disappoint. Um, I think we're gonna have the same thing with Star Wars uh, dropping on. I think you said this Wednesday is gonna be so difficult with church and everything. Um, but I'm gonna make myself stay up and watch all three of these episodes. So I just can't make myself wait. Um, but I guess that's a good problem to have. Oh, daggum, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I so, want to be on that. Um, but, oh, but <laughs> well, you have, to, you have one, to this Saturday to get it. One thing we didn't talk about, um, but I wanted to touch on right before we, we uh, signed off was, um, did you watch the X-Men uh, animated trailer, and oh, have you yep. seen that, uh, the series? I have not seen the series, but I did watch the trailer, and it's going to be definitely something I watch. I'm excited to learn, because honestly, the X-Men is not something I'm super familiar with. I don't know a ton about all their the characters and things like that. Obviously, I know about the main ones, like your Wolverines and stuff like that, but there's a lot of characters I don't know a whole lot about. Um, so I'm very excited to have this as kind of an introduction for a lot of those characters for me. Okay, yeah. Um, just one scene in the trailer for me just stood out drastically was gambit riding on wolverine's back yep. <laughs> and uh, energizing his claws uh, wow uh yeah that, that was such a cool moment and i think that's going to play into potentially deadpool but anyway okay um that would be really cool i haven't seen any of the series either um i know people who have that they grew up on it and they loved it you know the iconic theme song and everything so uh maybe something that i have to go back and watch and maybe it's something that uh my daughter is is ready to watch so i'm i'm excited to see uh if that's something that we could watch together that would be really cool that that would definitely be cool and it sounds like a perfect thing if you know if it does check out sounds like it could be a really cool introduction because i've heard nothing but good things about that um i have a lot of friends and some groups that i'm a part of that did grow up watching the you know the original uh animated show and they are so excited for this uh i guess kind of like i don't want to say reboot but kind of like a reimat i don't know what you'd call it um it's a continuation it, yeah so i think they're really excited for that um I'm definitely probably going to try to go back and watch it just so I can understand where the whole story is coming from. But if I don't get the opportunity to, I think they're going to do a good job of kind of easing new viewers into it. Because I think there's probably a lot of people that have never seen the original. Dude, if you can go back, if you have enough time, Jacob, to go back and watch 76 episodes of an animated TV show with everything, you have more time than I do. <laughs> you never know, dude. I, sometimes I can... I just... Put my mind to it. I'll take like two weekends, just nonstop watch it. Um, no, no, that, that would be. I don't even know how long the episodes are. I think I would assume 20. they're probably 25, 30 minutes. I'm assuming they're 20 minutes. Yeah, um, something right around there. I'm trying to pull it up. But no, that was a great thing. I, I completely slipped my mind that we also have that coming out. So, man, we're really going to get catered to finally after these months of having nothing <laughs> finally have some good stuff to watch so I'm, I'm very excited about that um one thing i wanted to touch on is we talked about it a little bit 
in the past on the channel is, you know, we talk about video games and stuff like that. I have finally picked my February game and I don't have a whole lot of time to get through it because I just picked it up this past weekend. Um, and that is Helldivers 2. I don't know if you've heard anything about that game and how it's kind of taking the gaming world by storm, but I got to say, if you guys are watching the podcast and you guys are gamers, definitely give Helldivers 2 a shot. It is absolutely amazing. It is some of the most fun I've had playing a video game, and I couldn't say how long. It's a perfect co-op game. It is all just about having fun with your friends um, and, you know, killing bugs and robots. That's that's the whole the whole point of the game, and it sounds so simple, but they had done such a good job with a little twist on it, and it is an absolute blast. Okay. Um, I heard a little bit about it saying that it was like Storm's, uh, Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a great so, comparison. So, uh, um, who knows? It is so fun, and it, like I said, if you're you're on the fence about it and you don't want to take my word for it, just go watch some YouTube videos. Um, maybe if you have a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer that you like that's playing it, man, it is such a blast. I've had so much fun playing it with my friends and stuff, so highly recommend it. Like I said, I don't have a whole lot of time to get through it for February, so I'm going to really have to hunker down this upcoming weekend probably, um, but I'm so excited for it. I think it's going to be such a fun time to fully get through a game like that, but that you know, we've been talking about it, and I've been procrastinating picking a February game. I finally picked it, and I couldn't be happier with it. Um, as of right now, I think it's going to be hard for games to top it as my game of the year already. Um, oh, wow. It has just been it has just been so fun. Um, the community involvement with it has been really good, and we have some really big games coming out, so I'm not going to speak too soon. Um, but it's definitely by far my favorite game so far this year, and I know we're only in February, so unless some of these Star Wars games hits. Um, like Star Wars Outlaws that we have coming out, unless one of those does something crazy, I really am going to have a hard time seeing this game get taken um, as my game of the year. But I figured I'd let you know what my February game is. I'm sure maybe someone out there wanted to hear it. Probably not, but oh, if you I haven't checked it out... I to hear it, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't checked it out, definitely give Helldivers 2 a chance because it is awesome. Um, just a great studio and the great thing about it so many of these games nowadays are 70 dollars. this one is only 40 bucks and that is awesome in the day and age that we live in um it is a live service game so there are some microtransactions but it is the most tasteful microtransactions i have ever seen in a video game they are so not pay to win it is like just cosmetic stuff and then if you don't want to pay for it, there's an alternate way to do it. It might you know, require a little bit more grinding, but for the most part, you can actually earn a lot of the credits to buy the stuff that you would normally buy with real money, which is really, really cool that they have an alternate path to do that stuff, which is usually not what you see nowadays because so many companies are so greedy. Um, so awesome, so tasteful with the microtransactions. Like I said, check it out if you're interested in Helldivers 2, though. Man, yeah, microtransactions are getting absolutely insane nowadays and so that's nice to hear that it, it has a has a different way to to move forward with that kind of stuff yeah it's super cool and you know it's funny like call of duty they just recently came out with a bundle in game for a skin for a gun and just that bundle alone for just a one skin on the gun is forty dollars so oh you can goodness. literally buy a brand new game in helldivers 2 that is so much better than call of duty for the same price, I, it's a no-brainer for me. Um, if you, you've been looking for a game, definitely check it out. But oh that is God. the February game that I've picked. Um, I know you're still playing um, Baldur's Gate and still loving oh, it. So Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. 
but pretty good i gotta say man I'm 82 <laughs> hours into one campaign and i'm uh 14 into another and 20 into another so you're just absolutely loving it dude it is so much fun i can't get enough well that's, I can't get enough. it's like I said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's nothing like being really into a video game that keeps you wanting to come back for more. Um, so it looks like we both have that right now. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Fix. Had some fun Marvel news, some great Invincible news. And then we have some really fun stuff coming up in the next few weeks with some Star Wars Bad Batch and stuff like that. So I'm super excited. I know Zane is, but we just want to thank you guys so much again for stopping by and listening to us ramble on about some stuff. But we can't wait to see you in the next week of the Weekly Fix.